Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Joff Lacey. We're heading out to the garden. And turning green-fingered in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We're at Petersfield's first seat swap, hosted by the Half Moon Pub in Sheet, where we meet with Steve Amos, one of the organisers. We also hear about this year's Petersfield in Bloom and how you can help with nature recovery in your garden. Susie prepares for a fundraising walk in her wild walk and we've got an exciting new competition to win two tickets to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair. Stay tuned. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Hello, Afternoon, Joff. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hello, Joff. I'm all right, thanks. Actually, no, I'm quite excited, actually. You look a bit stressed. Yeah, a little bit stressed. <laughs> so, because you've organised this seed swap, is that right? Mm, yes. And how much of your life has it taken over? Not too much. A lot of thinking to try and make sure I've remembered everything. Um, I'm just hoping people will turn up. We've had some amazing um, people from the local community who've offered their time this afternoon to come along and tell us about their organisation. People from Pecan, uh, from the Physic Garden, from the Petersfield Community Garden, um, a gentleman called Phil Paolo who has a company called Future Shoots, um, knows all about trees. So yeah, it's it's been remarkable how, how wonderful people have been, considering this is the first one. But yeah, the Seed Swap Joff is organised by Steve Amos and myself. Um, Steve is the chairman of the Edhurst Estate Allotments and we record Growing Together there every month. In fact, it's going to be twice a month starting from April because there's so much to do. Um, But it's Shine Radio's gardening programme. And we're really looking forward to meeting everybody today. So hopefully lots of people come along, but it's the first of hopefully many. Now, I hope you've all taken note of what Claire has just said because... She may have given you the answer to the competition we're announcing later. Ooh, I might have done. (laughs) Have to wait and see. And what is a seed swap? So, kind of what it says on the tin, you swap (laughs) seeds for gardening. (laughs) Interesting. You're not a gardener, Joel. I I can garden, I cut the grass. I I grow potatoes. Don't cut the grass anymore, though. Why not? Let it grow. Let it grow for pollinators and wildlife. It looks a mess, though. I know, but we've got to change our way of thinking. Yeah, but I play cricket in the garden. I can't, I can't have a proper cut lawn. Then just leave a little bit. Leave a bit for you to play your cricket on. <laughs> but let maybe let the verges, let everything go to, to wildlife. Honestly, it's what we've got to do now for nature recovery. And the ladies from Pecan talk more about that later in the show. Ah. But the seed swap, yeah, it's an opportunity for people in the Petersfield area to come along, bring some seeds that they don't want with them to swap with seeds that they'd like to try this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how's your week been? Busy, as usual. Yeah. (laughs) Busy at the moment. I think it's also coming up to Easter holidays, so we've got... One of my daughters is studying for A-levels. Right. Another one's doing GCSEs. So we've got that, that fun fun year. Yeah. Um, quite stressful for them, poor things. It's getting to crunch time now. Yes. How's your week been, Joff? It's been a difficult week. Um, as we know, we lost John mm. last week. Um, and it's just... We announced it on the radio and then it was on Facebook. And it's been so overwhelming, the comments. It's, it's been lovely to read how much John meant 
to Petersfield. And, and I know we're going to miss him hugely on the Peapod. But uh, just, yeah, thank you to everyone for all, for all the, the lovely comments and, and the best wishes. So, yes. He does leave a big gap in the Peapod. He does, God, yes. he was with us when we started. He was, he was. So, uh, yeah. So, but it's also been a stressful. We're now a three-car family. <laughs> Do you have enough room on your driveway? No. <laughs> We've had to relocate one of the cars. <laughs> oh, not too far away, I hope. <laughs> we have, actually. haven't. <laughs> a little bit of a hike to yes, get. Yes, well, our youngest is uh, learning to drive. So, yes, staying with my, my sisters. Uh, because my brother-in-law will help teach him to drive because I'm not very good at that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, nicely set up, Joff. I like oh, your yes. style. That's very good. <laughs> so, yes, that's interesting. But he passed his theory test this week. So, uh, Congratulations. That's yes, that was good. Uh, and he, but he can't. The earliest he can take his test is August. They're booked up till August. Yeah, there's quite a wait. I remember that when my daughter was taking it from the theory to the, to the practical. But lots of time to practice. Lots of time to practice. So, uh, so yes. And other than that, yeah, rehearsing twice a week. Canterbury Tales, which is great fun. Yeah, lots going on in the lacy world. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to announce that we have a new competition at Shine Radio, which we'll mention later on in the show, so stay tuned well, for yeah, that. Well, I've, this is the first I've heard of it. Oh, I think it's the first a lot of people have heard about it, so um, <laughs> we're going to be singing it. Singing it loud and... Uh, what's the word? <laughs> clear. <laughs> we'll be singing it loud and clear. <laughs> stay tuned. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please do call or WhatsApps on 01730 555 500 or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, it's time to put your gardening gloves on for this year's Petersfield in Bloom. But first, let's find out a little bit more about the seed swap. There are a number of allotments to choose from in the Petersphere should you wish to grow your own and one popular location is the Adhurst Estate Allotments. The allotments include 120 plots, an orchard, a community garden and more. Joining us now fresh from an allotment working morning is Steve Amos. Hello Steve, how are you? Good afternoon to you, how are you? Hi Steve. Very well, very well. Now we are mid-swapping of seeds. I know, it's very exciting isn't it? In the half moon. How's it gone so far? Do you know what? We weren't sure, Steve, were we? No, How we many people were going to turn up? But there are quite a few people here. I think next time we need to, next time, because that's how popular it's been so far, yeah. I think next time we need to keep a tally of how many people have come through the door. Mm. I know we've got a little sign-in register, but it doesn't guarantee everyone's going to sign, but I reckon we've probably had 20 people, 30 people so far. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I'd say there's probably, yeah, definitely that now. Which is I mean, awesome. It's only the beginning, really. Yeah, yeah. So whilst I'm interviewing Steve, I'm also going to be interviewing Claire, I think. <laughs> I think this is going to be a double <laughs> Multi-talented. Multi-talented. So, Steve... Claire, the brains behind the seed swap, tell us more. Why? Well, we, we, we just started chatting about it a bit, didn't we? Um, about, it started from saving seeds, wasn't it? We were chatting on our podcast about saving seeds. I then put a, a shout-out to the Petersfield um, Veg and Plant Swap group on Facebook, and um, it, it, this seemed a bit, a bit of interest. So we, we said, let's go for it. Let's give it a go. And where did seed swaps originate? When did it first come about? I don't know, but I know I was looking at going to one in Brighton. It's a big one in Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, celebrated their 21st anniversary this year. And that's what gave me the sort of impetus to say, well, let's just do it. Yeah, absolutely. And we just decided to to go ahead and do it. (laughs) Here we are. Lots going on. And I've been sorting out some of the seeds for you. Which which was your favourite seed, Geoff? I think it was the Pak Choi. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we, we've got we've got all sorts. Um, Claire is very organised and has brought shoe boxes with labels. Right. Um, so what people are doing is that they're coming in. Um, there's boxes for flowers, boxes for brassicas, root vegetables, and people are putting their seeds in the box, and then um, helping themselves to other people's seeds. I've learned a, f- a new word today: a brassica. Did you not know what a brassica no. was? Which rock have you been hiding under? Well, I've, I've never needed to know the word, I don't think. Okay. Will you enough. look at a broccoli the same way again now, though, Well, John? what is a brassica? Uh, cabbage, kale, broccoli. Okay. Uh, what else? Cauliflower. Did you say cauliflower? Collies, collies, yeah. 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 Oh. Purple sprout and broccoli. Has any seeds caught your eye at the moment? Yes. So I have found, it's a heritage variety of cucumber right which I'm going to try actually because I now have my greenhouse exactly I'm thrilled about and I've been in a lot the last week well this weekend actually. brilliant so um, I'm really enjoying it but, yeah growing lots of cucumbers I haven't had a chance actually to look around yet have you Steve well only sorting sorting out some of the seeds I saw some interesting bits and bobs there's some um, something I wrote about in the post actually years ago uh, a colette which is like a cross between a, a sprout and a broccoli that's probably another brassica, John. Uh, definitely oh. another broccoli. <laughs> another broccoli, another brassica. Right. Um, yeah, and someone had told me about these collets. Um, in fact, a couple that were here not long ago, and they grew them a couple of years ago. So I saw, saw those here. So that might be worth, if you fancy a, an all-rounder brassica, Joff, that might be one to grow. Oh. And actually, some people have bought along plants as well. So someone bought along some cabbage seeds. There's some strawberries there as well, some young strawberry plants. So, you know, a lady came up to me. She's got a tray full of different seeds and some plants she's taken with her. She said, I don't really know what they're going to turn into, but we'll give them a a try and and I'll let my husband plant because he's the gardener. Did you see there's a a whole load of aubergine seeds, uh, seedlings as well? Mm. Oh, now my aubergines are not coming up very well. Well, go and get in there quick, quick. quick. Go, go, go. This is really exciting. I'm hearing lots, learning lots between just the two of you talking to each other. That's another thing that that we sort of did this for, didn't it? To get like-minded people together to talk about gardening and talk about what works for them. And a lady turned up earlier with a load of um, pumpkin seed from stuff that she'd grown last year that went really well. Um, So she's brought a load of that seed and said, you know, this has grown really well in the Petersfield climate um, and has has shared that knowledge and and, and those seeds with people. So that's, that's a great idea. So we're coming to the time when... When is the best time to do all the sowing of these seeds? Like now, literally April is the seed sowing month. Get your skates on and start growing because if you don't do it now, you'll miss the boat. There are certain things you can grow throughout the year, but the majority, nice, just good start, I was going to say. Steve's (laughs) Steve's looking at you there, Claire. No, 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 you're absolutely right. And I think any time, if you've got the right facilities... You know, you can grow a lot earlier. You know, I, I started sowing um, chilies and tomatoes and what have you back in February. But you're right, absolutely right. Wouldn't the frost kill those? No, not if you've got the right, the right environment, oh. i.e. some uh, heated propagators inside. All right, OK. Super-duper yeah. setup. Steve Amos has. And it's, uh, I think it's coming to the time where we, we need to plant our chitted potatoes, is it? Chitted potatoes, Joff. Honestly, last year I think I saved your bacon you again, did save, didn't I? Yes, I, and I actually sowed them that weekend. You, Good. 
Yes. I gave them to you in Tesco's, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. The dodgy deal in Tesco's <laughs> yeah. car park of some chitted potatoes. <laughs> it was an underhand um, <laughs> arrangement. Have we inspired you there, Geoff, do you think? What? Not just potatoes. Well, I haven't shit, chitted my... Well, I forgot. No, 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 no. What Geoff actually means is he hasn't got his chitted potatoes from me yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, Steve, your chitted potatoes did a fantastic job well, for the go. family last year. There you go. And, I just want to replicate that again this okay, year. Okay, well, because I'll sort you out, Joff. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. But it was Easter. Is Easter the right time to be... I plant my potatoes at the Easter weekend. There you go. It's time. You've got a four, four-day weekend. You know, you can get on the allotment without too much grief from your significant other. And, um, you know, because they're bound to be sick of you by at least day two. Yep. Um, and you get in there, get involved. And I, I always, always plant my potatoes Easter weekend. Some people have got them in already, and some people plant them a little later. Again, it, it depends on the variety and you, the weather conditions in the local area. Obviously, we're all in Petersfield. Um, but, you know, some people plant stuff later, the further north you go, because it's just that bit colder. Because the last thing you want on your chitted potatoes is when they start sprouting, is the frost. Yeah. Because it will be done. They will be done for. Yeah, and last year seemed quite a difficult year for runner beans. Did you oh, find Don't it? even talk to me about runner beans last year. I tell we, we this is our second year of doing runner beans and it was just a shocker yeah last year, year was first tough. year loads last year couldn't grow one for toffee you and me both however one of my, one of our neighbors at the allotments do you remember claire I do. he <laughs> grew more runner beans than you've ever seen in your life and i think he had the european surplus of runner beans <laughs> growing on his plot i think they, i think they took all the goodness out of the earth <laughs> in, in, in Petersfield and a 10 mile radius quite frankly but um, he did amazingly well and they were still flowering back end of the summer weren't they towards the and they're still producing fruit oh, um, beans well into October just finish off what's your hopes and dreams I love this question hopes and dreams for the seed swap moving forward that it's successful that people enjoy it and that you know they want another one next year because you know, it's quite relaxed area. Yeah. People can chat, sh- you know, share growing in, advice. That's what we're all about, really. We're in the half moon, so we can have a drink. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they've been, the half moon have been very generous and let us have the, their back room for the, um, for the occasion, which, you know, it's awesome. A pint, sharing seeds and stories. Exactly. What, what more can you ask for on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> Steve, Claire, enjoy the rest of the seed swap. And thank you for joining me. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Joel. The P stands for Petersfield. It's like the best town ever. <laughs> the Peapod. This week, Susie prepares for a walking challenge she's taking part in. Susie Wilde, the edge of reason. I'm standing at the edge of Durford Wood, looking across to the Downs, my favourite thing, and I've paused because I've got specks before my eyes and pins and needles in my cheeks and I know you'll be out there going told you so um so I've walked too far and I walked further than I would have done because trail bikes were on my sort of regular thing word escapes me uh so that I was trying to avoid going too uphill and down dale uh, there's, you know, there are bits of Perford where you can keep relatively on a level. Uh, it is only relative. Um, and I'm just completely tired out. And Rain's been so sweet and good and she's just staying with me now. But I did think to myself, 
Do you know what? Although I was really ill last week, one of the joys was just lying in bed with a really good book, Jojo Moyes, since you ask, someone else's shoes, um, with my dog beside me. And, you know, maybe there's a lesson there. We all need to just let up a little bit occasionally and actually enjoy it when you're well. It seems such a shame to have to be ill to really appreciate what's important in life. Anyway, here endeth that sermon and um, I'll do a proper wild walk later on in the week when I'm feeling less dizzy. Rain and I are at Langley and I'm thrilled to be able to walk. I can't say I'm 100%. Um, it is up and down, but it's definitely more up than down this week. And I even had my hair done this morning. So thank you, Rosie. I'm feeling a bit more like myself. So come on, baby. So it's lovely to be back at Langley. It feels spring-like. I feel that things are burgeoning and can only get better. I love hearing that the birds are nesting more. I even saw a baby robin in the garden this morning, which is lovely. Or at least it was a robin being fed, so unless it was a female robin and that's some sort of courtship thing, as I don't have a tame David Attenborough nearby. Rain, go left. But I do notice it's awfully wet everywhere, so we're just, oops, avoiding puddles. So... Today I'm going to get some kilometres in the bank. I'm very far from doing my normal 4 to 5k a day. But I'm going for 3 to 4. And let's see if I can do that. (coughs) Um, And the reason being because in April I watched Crofts. I don't know um, if you did. But on Crofts they had a wonderful woman who breeds golden retrievers called Jane May and she was talking about the number of canine cancers that there are and I know because I've lost four dogs to cancer luckily they didn't die particularly young some of them do some can die as young as two which would be devastating Um, but my old Labrador Bessie was saved by an incredible operation Uh, She had to go up to Newmarket and was away for a whole month. And I asked John Wakefield, my best friend and vet, many of you know, whether I was doing right by her. Because obviously, you know, humans are desperate to save the ones they love. But would it be right for her? And he thought it was a good, a good shot. So she had a carcinoma in her back leg. and, And I said... Oh, heck, I'm in the middle of a swamp here. Oh, rain, this is terrible. I've never seen it as bad as this. If you can hear us paddling. Oh, heck. Ooh, rain. I'm going to have to sort of leap. I haven't got my wellies on. Anyway, so I said to them at Newmarket, well, yes, let's give it a whirl because I hope it will be groundbreaking and helpful for any human with a similar thing and they said oh no no it's quite in reverse that um, humans will do anything to stay alive but usually dogs are put to sleep so that was a long time ago Um, that was sort of mid 90s so I'm really hoping that uh, by doing stand up for cancer walkies 
in April, I'm trying to raise £150 to try and investigate, to begin with, why so many dogs are now having cancers and if we can prevent them, but also how to treat them best um, and in cost-effective ways as well because not everybody, of course, can afford to do it. And I was lucky I made it part of my divorce settlement that should happen so um you know I know not everyone's fortunate like that but really she was my lifeline and you'll know that I didn't manage to have children it wasn't that she was my baby but she was my entire family that was it so um yeah here's to Bessie and here's to all the others and I'll put my just giving page here on the website at shine and also you can find me on facebook and instagram and i'll bung it on twitter as well so i'm not starting proper till april but obviously strike while the iron's hot eh so um have a good week Coming up, we bring you details of how you can win tickets to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair and what you can do to help recover nature in your garden. But first, Peatsfield in Bloom 2023 has just launched. Claire met Catherine Ellis from Peatsfield's Town Council, who helps to organise the annual competition. Peatsfield in Bloom is the flower growing and display competition that takes place in Peatsfield every year. And I'm thrilled to say that Growing Together is going to be involved in this year's competition. It's a competition that's organised by the Petersfield in Bloom Committee through the Town Council and I'm joined now by Catherine Ellis-Blanford from the Town Council. Hello Catherine. Hi Claire, thanks for having me on. It's great to talk about Petersfield in Bloom, it's springtime, things are starting to bloom, we're all looking forward I think for that pop of colour to come back. And we're so excited to have you on board this year for the first time at 100% gold start of the class that you guys are so involved with the community and we really appreciate you being involved with this community event. I think it's fantastic. Oh well thank you very much for having us. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. So can you tell us a bit more about what's involved in the Petersfield in Bloom competition? Yes of course. So it's open to local residents and businesses in the area. There are 13 classes or categories uh, this year. We've got the usual ones, the environmental award, part of a street, front garden of a residential property, hanging basket on a commercial property etc etc. The two additional ones we've got this year are class 12 which is a new grow your own category which I think fits in very well with your growing together uh, podcast and uh, category 13 which is of course the special coronation themed category where we're asking entrants to make a display around the theme of the king's coronation. So the, the new grow your own Can that also involve vegetables as well as flowers? Oh yeah, absolutely. So whether you've got a garden, um, just a little vegetable patch, uh, or a window box where you're growing hanging tomatoes, if you can make use of a space in or around your house that's visible to the public, it needs to be visible to the public because when the judges come round, 
and the judges are made up of volunteers from local horticultural societies. We go out to different horticultural societies each year and they need to come and judge what they can see. So it needs to be visible to the eye, it's no good if it's in your kitchen. It needs to be on the outside of the building and yeah, they can come along and see what you've done with the space and, and what you've grown there in terms of growing your own fruit or veg, um, then that would be great for, for category 12 that is. So have you involved vegetables being grown before in the Peaceful never, and Bloom? Never before, it's a first for us. And I have to say, having you on board was, was a little bit of an influence. Obviously, we, uh, as a council, we oversee the Tilmore allotments. We used to uh, oversee the sheet allotments. And during lockdown, allotments become really uh, popular. People had time on their hands. Uh, and it's something that people were really interested. And the waiting list for Tilmore allotments just grew and grew, as did the vegetables, of course. Um, so, uh, so it seems like a, a good idea to have that in amongst the categories. That's brilliant. That's yeah. great news. I think a lot of people are also taking to growing more at home as well. And so to involve this in the well, competition. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, tomatoes have been sparse, I think. So um, if you can grow your own tomatoes at home and have that just picked flavour, then why not? Nothing quite like it. Yes. So the Petersfield and Bloom competition has just launched. Where can people pick up their entry forms? OK, so there is a page dedicated to it on the Petersfield Town Council website. If you go to our landing page, just Google Petersville Town Council. We've got all the details on there. You can apply online from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to come out and pick up a paper leaflet. People do prefer a paper form sometimes, and that's good, that's fine. So if you want to pick up a paper leaflet, you can come to the Town Hall on Heath Road, or you can print one off yourself from the website if you have your own printer. And does it cost to no, enter? it's free entry, so no excuses. <laughs> Why not give it a try? Get growing. Yeah. And when is the competition deadline? Okay, so the key dates are Friday the 30th of June for the closing for all entries. And if you can return your entry forms to the Peaceful Town Council on Heath Road, or obviously online, that's going to be straight away as soon as you press submit. The judging date will be on Thursday the 13th of July and the judges from the Horticultural Societies will be driven round by the town councillors from the committee, from the Peaceful Town Bloom Committee, four of our town councillors uh, that are on the committee for that. And the prize giving evening will be on Thursday the 5th of October and that's when we'll have all our trophies and medals printed up courtesy of pickets and purses they engrave all our trophies so we can hand them out on that evening oh great well i have noticed there are a number of different local sponsors as well of different categories we've had lots of sponsors over the years some of which aren't even there anymore sadly um but obviously because they've donated and supplied the trophy in the first instance they still remain sponsors we've got constad's jewelers who unfortunately we know we've lost we have pickets and purses themselves trevor towner jewelers Petersville Post and um, we've also got them sponsored by ourselves, Santander, I think that's, that rounds up the sponsors. The history of Petersfield in Bloom, how long has the competition been running in town? Oh no you're testing me. <laughs> so I know that it was introduced by Councillor Mary Vincent and it was uh, a competition in its own right aside from Petersfield Town Council, it's just something Petersfield Town Council have adopted. I think we've been running it for about 
eight years. But before that, as I say, it was a committee and a competition in its own right. I'm absolutely thrilled that we're involved this year. Looking forward to it so much. And we'll be talking to you and maybe some of the judges further on down the road as we get closer to the competition date itself. So thanks so much, Catherine. And let's hope that everyone gets growing this yeah, year. Get growing. Get those blooms out. Exactly. We'll <laughs> grow together. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? The annual Exley Lecture returns to Beedells this Tuesday, the 30th of March, with chemist Professor Saiful Islam, who will talk about the subject of his work. More details can be found on the Beedells Events page. There's a night of clairvoyance with Leslie Carver at the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Centre on Friday the 31st of March from 7.30pm. Tickets are £14.50 each and can be purchased from the theatre's website. The Rosemary Foundation is holding an Easter fair on Saturday the 1st of April from 10 until 12.30 at the Peaceful School. And the Cube Comedy Club is at The Shed in Borden on Thursday the 6th of April from 8pm. Tickets are £12.50 and more information can be found on their website. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to the local showcase, new every Thursday evening. Mandy P presents the hour-long show highlighting local bands. You can listen to the local showcase and more at shineradio.uk. Bringing you also great music and local information all day long. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. We're excited to announce that Shine Radio has a new competition for you to enter. If you're a keen gardener, then Shine Radio is giving you the chance to win tickets to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair in Bewley. The event brings together sensational displays, famous experts and hands-on workshops. And you could win two free tickets to go along on Sunday the 30th of April. All you have to do is correctly name the two presenters of Shine Radio's gardening show, Growing Together. You can enter the competition at shineradio.uk at any time before midnight on Friday the 14th of April. We'll put all the correct entries into a flower pot and draw one lucky winner. Conditions apply, so check the rules at shineradio.uk. And don't forget to enter before midnight on Friday the 14th of April. Good luck! The P stands for Petersfield. It's like the best town ever. <laughs> the Peapod. For years we've heard the words nature conservation. But now there's more talk of nature recovery. I met with ecologists Melanie Oxley and Liz Bissett to hear about PECAN's new nature recovery project. The Petersfield Climate Action Network Group, or otherwise known as PECAN, is an environmental conservation organisation that was set up in June 2021. I'm here now with trustees Liz Bissett and Melanie Oxley. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello, Claire. Now, Melanie, PECAN has just launched their Engaging with Nature Recovery project. Can you tell us in more detail what that is, please? We've decided that we want to make a project that will approach people in three different ways. Firstly, in their gardens. Secondly, in their local environment, so things like our verges and public open spaces. And thirdly, the wider environment, the farmed landscape, to try and get people more aware of what's actually happening in our countryside. So our approach to nature recovery is, by and large, at the beginning anyway, a public awareness project. So we will probably conduct that through a series of talks and perhaps walks and visits to farms, for example. But uh, we hope to engage with a vast number of people in Petersfield who can then become champions for wildlife. 
because of course wildlife is in a dire situation at the moment. Biodiversity losses are enormous. Well, I remember last year that Pecan introduced the wildlife verges and no mow may encourage people to not mow their lawns. Are those the sort of things that, that people can get involved in again this year? Oh, very much so, yes. No mow may is a, a campaign from Plant Life, a wonderful wild plant charity, encouraging local authorities across the country to stop mowing from May and then to cut and collect what they mow later on in the summer because this can provide wildflowers for pollinators during the summer months and of course it's something we can do in gardens as well. You're a local ecologist and a campaigner for wildlife. This is something obviously very close to your heart. Oh extremely. I mean I think since I was 14 I decided I was going to do something to do with wildlife but it's funny because Liz and I were only just recently talking about this. There weren't opportunities when I went to university. There weren't courses in ecology and conservation as there are now. I mean, there were master's degrees, but it was quite a difficult subject to get into. And of course, there was no employment. Mm. So I started campaigning for all sorts of groups to start with and then became a founder member of Plant Life which is, um, I think, one of the most successful wild plant charities in the world. And we're very lucky to have you here in <laughs> Petersfield, <laughs> working with Pecan. What would you like to happen this year? How would you like to encourage people to get involved, Liz? Well, we're, we're going to start by uh, looking at people's gardens, because, in fact, of land use in Britain, I think gardens come up to almost 5%. So that's quite a big part of our land that is occupied by people's gardens. So if they can provide an area in their garden, which is for wildlife or will benefit wildlife. And there are lots of things you can do to help wildlife. It might be a, a small pond. Uh, it might be just keeping an area slightly less tidy than normal. It could be having a flowering lawn, something like that. But in that way, uh, you provide an area specifically to encourage more wildlife into your garden. Um, and then if you have a whole series of gardens, then you're creating a wildlife corridor through our town. And we already have areas which are wildlife corridors. Uh, the, the rivers naturally often have a, a band of area that's been left wild. But when you look on the, on the maps, uh, you can see that there are quite a few places where we could benefit from having more green spaces um, and people's gardens are very important for that. I think it's hard, isn't it, because a lot of people like to mow their lawn, but have a, a little area that can be dedicated to it, a bit more wildlife-friendly area. Yes, and, and even by raising the, the blade on your mower, there are lots of little plants, the, the bird's foot trefoils and the self-heel and clovers, um, which, which are great for the pollinators, for, for bees and bumblebees and, and, and hoverflies, all sorts of things. And they will still grow. I think people also use a lot of lawn care products, which usually are herbicides and, and things that are not good for all the bugs and beasties in our gardens. We are very keen to promote pesticide-free Petersfield as well because there's been a lot of damage done by pesticides and that's, that, that has accounted a lot for our biodiversity loss. That's really true, Liz. It's management and use of pesticides. And I'd add a third thing here. I think burning is something that's got to stop. I honestly, honestly think that gardeners like Monty Don should start saying it too. Don't burn your leaves, don't burn your prunings, just put them in a pile somewhere. 
Dead leaves and twigs are covered in the eggs from last year's insects that will come out next spring. And if you destroy that, you're probably destroying the balance of insect life in your garden so that you end up with a pest species. And then what do you do? You want to spray it. So it's all about balance and getting a natural balance in your garden. And there are lots of ways to do it, even with horticultural plants. You can have horticultural species that provide pollen year round. You know, if you go for single flowers rather than doubles, daisy family, the umbels, all the parsley type flowers, fantastic for insects. And try and get something that's in flower every month of the year. And it is possible. Some of the earliest flowering plants are lesser celandine and dandelion and they're really important for the early emerging insects. I don't know if others might have seen this but I've witnessed some dead bumblebees already. It's because they've come out and there's nothing for them to eat and I think that we've really got to change our attitude to what we used to call weeds because things will come up in our gardens anyway. Yes, you can throw wildflower seed down, it's a rather hit and miss, but rather cultivate wild and horticultural species in your garden together. Good advice. Yes. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is that the majority of us want to do something to help, to make a difference. We're all aware of climate change that the government's target to halt the decline of nature by 2030 to protect 30% of land and sea. I mean, that seems like a, a massive thing to be able to do, but if we can do our bit, then that helps. It sounds very exciting for the year ahead, and hopefully this is just the beginning of it as we launch into spring and the Nature Recovery Project starts to take hold. Thank you very much for talking to me about it. It'll be great to catch up with you later in the year to see how it's going along. Thank you, Claire. Thank, Thank you, Claire. Thank you. And that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests, Steve Amos, Catherine Ellis, Melanie Oxley, Liz Bissett, Susie Wilde, our editor, M. Sefton-Smith, and the whole Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week, bye. bye! If you're a keen gardener, then Shine Radio is giving you the chance to win tickets to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair in Bewley. The event brings together sensational displays famous experts and hands-on workshops and you could win two free tickets to go along on Sunday the 30th of April all you have to do is correctly name the two presenters of Shine Radio's gardening show Growing Together you can enter the competition at shineradio.uk at any time before midnight on Friday the 14th of April we'll put all the correct entries into a flower pot and draw one lucky winner Conditions apply, so check rules at shineradio.uk and don't forget to enter before midnight on Friday the 14th of April.